What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 199 of the Decode Podcast. We're one away from 200. I need to fix this intro. I need to, like, trim, like, Did 10 seconds. It plays after I transition from it. Okay. I need to trim, like, 10 seconds from this thing. Oh, we're just going to blame you, so <laughs> we'll just do that. Why do we have a 40-second intro that is mostly black oh, screen? I'm, block- I'm blocking the dude. Eh, happens. <laughs> I'm blocking the dude. It's going to look like I'm in the crowd. I am the next Assassin's Creed. Anyway, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> this is Decode, where we talk about many things, esports and gaming. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of gaming news. Not much happening in the world of esports outside of uh, Dota 2 got, Dota 2 got a, battle pass. a new Let's battle go. pass. And over- the international is in 45 yeah, days. The international is literally over in over a month. Um, this is the last season of. Overwatch. This is the last season of regular Overwatch before Overwatch Two drops. So you're gonna play Overwatch Two? Of course, it's okay. free to play. Like, why would I not play it? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> Am I gonna give Activision money? Hell no. no. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. If it gets approved, would you give Microsoft money? Ah. Only if they kick Phil. Uh, only if Phil Spencer literally kicks Bobby Kotick down a flight of stairs into a vat of like flaming fire ants, and then he gets stung by and bees, Mountain Dew, and then we drop a bus on him. <laughs> With Mountain Dew and Cheetos, sure, and Doritos, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, what we, we we respect Bobby Kotick. What are you talking about? I don't. No, we don't. We did. We definitely. He's from don't. Long Island, New York. Nothing to respect there. <laughs> <laughs> I dated a girl from Long Island. I agree with that statement. <laughs> Wait, yeah. this is a video game podcast. What are we doing? Um, it's video game related. I guess so. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get on with the show with how we always do things. And let's talk about what we've been playing this past week. I've been playing, I got new monitors on my PC, so I've been replaying all my old games. Halo. Okay, so just so everyone knows, the last time I got monitors was when I did a review for a small site called Chocolate Lemon. Oh, I remember that site. <laughs> and there were 1080p <laughs> monitors, like the first 144 hertz monitors. Uh-huh. And that's been over, what, 10 years? That's about 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah. I've been due, and I went to 1440p uh, monitors. Okay. Um... They're a bit larger than what I had. They're 27 inches. I had 25 inches. That's what she said. <laughs> and they're 165 hertz. And oh my God. They're, gl- they're so beautiful. Halo looks amazing. Forza looks amazing. Like everything looks great. I'm like, great. And I have to replay everything because I've been playing through what felt like a, a film of Vaseline all this time. Yeah. That- what, what are you using Vaseline for? <laughs> What, Vicks Vapor Rub goes inside the nose? Sure. <laughs> People tell themselves that. You know what, I do that. Yeah, so you got, you got 1440p monitors. monitors which, which, by the way, everyone keeps telling me, like, oh, you should have just went 4K, and I'm like, 4K at that, like... At this close distance At this close distance does really nothing yeah. for me. <laughs> if anything, that strains my eyes more, because <laughs> then you have to do the right, like, yeah. adjustments and everything. I'm like, no. And, and especially on a PC the, monitor, you yeah. have to split it in half, do the right-left adjustments for yeah. each That's just too much work. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> like, you know what? Now, I just need 1440p. Like, I think 1440p is the perfect zone for gamers. Right. Now, if you're gaming on a TV, go ahead and get 4K because you can appreciate from yeah. the distance. So the difference is, like, when you have your TV, you know, usually there's enough space between, like, like eight where feet. your couch is sitting and where your TV is situated. Yeah. It's usually about six to eight feet away. Um, Supposed to be that. I've learned the hard way. You do strain <laughs> your eyes out. <laughs> uh, especially if you have, like, those big, like, 50-plus-inch TVs and, like, your entertainment center yeah. or whatever. Um, it matters. Like It does matter. At that side. That. At my that hair distance. is a wreck. But, yeah, like, I don't 
think I think 1440p for a monitor for PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a console gamer and you're playing on your desk and you're not like that far away, 1440p is fine. Yes. But the the thing is, like, you can adjust. Yeah. The contrast brightness and all the other settings, even if it's like, for example, this man this monitor that's within arm's reach of yeah. mine. Um, you, you, know, can you can it. adjust for it so that it's not. What's really a weird big is that my monitors, because I went through NZXT because they were having a sale, and I'm like, you know, what, let me try these. Mm-hmm. NZXT, which made PC cases, now do full PC builds, including mm-hmm. monitors. These are very nice monitors. Right. They're also the only company that I've seen ever sell monitors as because ju- my monitors are all on an arm. Um, I my last monitor was like, what do I do with these bases? We're sitting in my closet for like this entire time. So I'm just sitting here. I'm like, what do I do with these bases? And they're just kind of like, oh, we just sell the panel. I'm like, <laughs> why don't more people do this? I don't know. Except Apple. Apple does that, and then they charge you another thousand dollars for the yeah. for the <laughs> for the stand. I'm like, uh, speaking of monitors, uh, Sony released a in an in zone the in zone monitor. Yeah, uh, that's basically made for the PlayStation Five. Yeah, it can also be used for PCs. I know someone with one. They absolutely hate it. I mean, because it's not meant for like TVs or anything like that. It's, nope. It's, you know, no, here's the reason why they hate it. Because they program locked HDR to only Sony consoles. It's an HDR monitor, HDR plus monitor. Right. So it will only it will give you regular HDR. But if you want HDR plus, which is the, which is like the really nice one with the really nice. Vivid it colors, only registers it if you hook it if up. You to co- if you're hooked up to the PlayStation five. Yeah, and I'm like, that's what you did. I was like, don't do that. I don't know. I just think it's cool that they made like a PlayStation Five. Specific it's just a monitor. tiny. It's just a tinier version of the Bravia TV. Yeah, like the nice Bravia TV that they just released. Um, obviously, you can probably get the same type of monitor for like a fraction of the cost, right? No, Sony panels are. Sony does not sell their panels to any other third parties. That's crazy. Sony panels are literally only for Sony. So, so the end zone monitor is literally like if you want a premium. If you want a Bravia monitor, then yeah, you go with the end zone one. And it's like, I think it's like $900 or $1,000. Yep. yep. That is crazy. I mean, you're, you're basically getting their their new Bravia, the new OLED, because it is an OLED one. Right. You're basically getting their, well, Q OLED mm-hmm. monitor for like, plus the imaging, like their imaging chipset and everything like that for 1000 bucks. It's like it's better than paying six thousand dollars for the true. TV. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just interesting that they came out with like yeah. That I mean, we all remember when they came out with the PlayStation TV, the three D TV from. Yes. The, I bought one of those. <laughs> you're the only person I know who bought one. I really think you're the only person I know who bought one. I was out of my friend who bought one from a GameStop going out of business because they were using it as like the display. Uh, yeah. Um. God, that that was a bad TV. No, it wasn't actually. Well, they had a very. It was bad, a good TV. They just ruined it with 3D. Well, they also ruined it with cheap chipsets because. Oh the yeah, they, yeah. they had like a uh, bad chipset that your, yeah. your TV would burn out fast. Anyway, uh, anything else besides replaying games on your new mm-hmm. monitors? 1440p monitors. I have so much space, it's insane. Um. <laughs> Uh, other than that, nothing really. I haven't really been looking at, uh, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, Cult of the Lamb's good. Cult of the Lamb is very good. It's a very good game. I killed all my friends. You're horrible. Well, there were sacrifices. I guess. <laughs> I have to feed, I have to appease the, the tentacle monster somehow, because you get sucked into a tentacle zone. I know. Somehow. It's a very fun game, though. Cult yes, of the Lamb is. is really good. Um... Speaking of fun games that are indie, uh, Tunic is actually finally coming to the PlayStation soon. So um, I talk about this game a lot on the show. If you guys have not played Tunic, it go, is, play it. go play it. Like It's, it's a fantastic game. Um, I recently acquired uh, The Last of Us Part 1, the, re- the remake, remastered thing that they did for the PlayStation 5. I also picked up JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle Royale because I like my fighting games and I love my JoJo. Um... But The Last of Us, um, it has been a point of contention because like people have been bringing up the argument of like, is this really worth seventy dollars? Okay, I see both sides of this argument. Right. I th- in general, yes, I do think it's it's worth the new game price. The okay. new game price. Okay. 
But do I think it is worth 70? No, and here's my reasoning. We've paid the new game price for this game. Twice. Twice already. <laughs> you only get to do that once. One other extra time. Not them. even Skyrim has charged yes. full price. And it has released how many versions of its game? Too many. So The Last of Us was originally on PlayStation 3. It was at the PlayStation 3's li- end of life cycle. End of life cycle. Received a PlayStation 4 remaster. And now we have a full-on remake for the PlayStation wait, 5. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. There's one other. Then for Last of Us 2... They brought it back again as a bundle. Well, they put them together, yeah. but it was just the remaster splat, splat yeah. in. I'm saying essentially this is the third time we've gotten this game. Which is, come on. Not even Bethesda did that. I mean, there's been like nine, how many times has Skyrim reported? But they haven't like put it at like full price. I get that. There was much. only one version that was put at full price and it was the VR version. Right. But that was because they actually had to remake the whole game for VR. Mm-hmm. Which is well, fair. that's the thing. Like, this is a full-on remake. This is not just a copy and paste. No, yeah, job. that's fine. Like, that's fine. They literally reworked the game from the ground up. There's new character models. There's extra architecture thrown I in get the game. That. They changed the AI. They changed the movement systems. They changed the motion capture. I get all of that, <laughs> but still, but it's essentially the same game. Yes, you, you get you get that one time. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I just, I, feel, I just, I, do, I, I don't like, think I, it's worth seven. If you, I don't if think, they I think, it at sixty. I think if, if it was sixty, it would be fine. Yeah, that, I totally that's the, agree. The with thing, that. it is should not. It should not. It should definitely not have be a PlayStation a Five tax. Pretty much, yeah. That's what it and is. And this is not the first time Sony has done this. No. There have been multiple PlayStation Five taxes. I feel like. No, I think this is one of the first games that's come out at seventy. I haven't seen anything um, else. Maybe one of, the, one of the Call of Duties. No, Demon Souls was... Demon Souls was 70. I paid 70 for mine. Yeah, Demon Souls was 70. Yeah. That's interesting. It's First party games have all been 70. And there's only... There Third, hasn't been that there many. Been that many. <laughs> Ratchet, I think, was also 70. Ratchet was 60. Was it? Yes. Wait, why was that... Si- that makes no sense. Why is Demon Souls 70, but Ratchet and Clank not... Se- what? Because they know us older players have the money. Lies. We're broke as heck. <laughs> We're all broke as heck. <laughs> so is Sony, apparently. Every company's bleeding money at some point. But yeah, I've been having, I had a lot of fun with it. I was like, I'm only going to play like the first opening minutes. It's going to be the first That's mission. And then it was 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, I should go to bed. I should sleep. So that's why I've been on like a diet of coffee and energy drinks the whole day today. That's not healthy. Today has not been a healthy day. <laughs> that's like me with Guild Wars 2 when it first launched. <laughs> Ding daddy. Everyone looked around me and was like, you know, that's a stack of pizza boxes. What was, like, what was like the last game you ever like broke night for? Like you. Bash and Clank. Really? I beat the game in a day. Damn. Because do you know how long I waited for a Ratchet and Clank game? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely love those games. I think one of my best memories was when Gears of War 3 launched. That's fair. And my best friend and I literally went to the GameStop uh, 14 Streaks. They had a tournament oh, nice. for the special edition. I remember when they used to do that. And we won. Ooh. So I had I had a regular pre-order and then... Yeah. You just got to play a special edition. I was like, we just got the special edition. I was like, uh, so who wants my pre-order? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we both won, and they literally gave us special editions. We got to take home, like, the actual Gears of War store sign thing, oh, that's too. great. He still has that, by the way. Um, that's great. I like that. I like it when stores get, like, I'll sometimes swing by. I'm like, hey, when are you getting, like, that's how we have the Legend of Zelda. Yeah. We just kind of went to GameStop. and like, hey, you're going to throw that out, right? It's like, yeah, can I just have it? For real. Sure. Um, but I remember, like, we played the tournament, we got our games, we got home, and then we proceeded to play through the campaign, like, immediately after. That we was, had a good campaign. Uh, it did. Uh, Four's campaign made me question a lot. Yeah. Five kind of made up for it. It did. Uh, that, but that's, like, one of my biggest memories of staying up, like, yeah. really late for that. Um, I've done it a few times, like... Back in like early Destiny, I'm talking Destiny One here. That's fair. Where like I've gamed like the Destiny whole night. Yeah, Destiny Two, I haven't done that. There hasn't been a lot of games like Ratchet and Clank did it because I was so excited for it. Mm-hmm. It was like your situation where I was just kind of like, I'm only gonna play like the first three missions and then go to bed. 
first three missions became, hey, oh, that's a bird outside. Oh, that's the sun. <laughs> the sun is out. You're like. And you see the end credits rolling. <laughs> My significant other comes out. I was like, did, did you not sleep? I'm like, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to come open the cafe. <laughs> that's terrible. And then uh, while I didn't break night for these two games, I started really early in the day. And when I was done, it was like almost at night. And I did it for both uh, The Last Guardian and 2018's God of War. That's fair. Um, actually, no, recently I actually was... I don't count this one because I had COVID during the time, so I was locked in my room. Right. And it was for Halo's campaign, Halo Infinite's campaign. <laughs> I'm like, I had nothing else to do. I don't you're really not, count that. You're sitting at home doing nothing. You I'm might sitting well locked in games. front of my PC. I'm like, well, I was literally on hold because they're like, oh, we're going to see if we can get you into a hotel so you can quarantine in a hotel. I'm just playing the campaign. And they're like, hey, there's no hotels. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll stay home. <laughs> I guess I'll stay home. I was on a six hour hold, mind you. It took them six hours. They're like, yeah, they did not do the callback thing. They're like, you have to stay on the phone for six hours. I'm like, what the hell? That's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I don't count that for Halo because it's just like I didn't get to go to like the launch party. I didn't get to because for me, for those things, it's like launch parties stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the last time I went to. I think for Halo Five was when cause they had a launch party at the actual Microsoft. Store yeah, the I went to that. Um, I don't think I've been to much outside of that. I've been to a few that I remember. Ones. Nintendo like, ones are fun. Sometimes I like I go to them and I forget I've even gone to them. <laughs> Nintendo ones are fun. I th- I still think that it, I still think Nintendo does them well. Yes, they do, especially for like their uh, their midnight releases and stuff. Yeah, like that. they do. Like when they're when they used to have them at the Nintendo store. No, they still do them now, actually. But how they do it now is that you have to reserve. Oh, now okay. they I like how they do it now, actually, for their COVID guidelines. You have to win a lottery at home. Basically, you're waiting in line. Right. And then you reserve your spot at a specific time. And then when you get there, you're ba- if you win that spot, you're guaranteed to get all the goodies. Okay. So I'm just like, I actually like this more. Like, a, it's a pretty sweet way to do it. I think if they... It, okay, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I, like, if Sony did this, I feel like Sony would sell tickets. They probably would. Like yeah. $10 <laughs> tickets. I'm like, you know what? Ten, spend 10 bucks to have fun with your friends at like a launch? Yeah, sure. Why not? You get like exclusive stuff. You get to meet the devs, things like that. You pay yeah, for the experience, if yeah. anything. Um, so in terms of, uh, this week, not a lot really happening. Just, there's been a lot of news drops over the course of the week. Uh, some stuff coming out today. Um, so let's take a look at some of the big news drops that, uh, we want to talk about. Uh, speaking of Halo, uh, there is a update, uh, on Halo, Halo Infinite's campaign co-op and their Forge beta are set to arrive this November. Uh, campaign co-op will arrive on November 8th. Uh, they had a beta period this past July and players were able to play with like more than one player through the campaign. Um, Forge is basically like the create a map kind of thing in Halo. Um, there's no like real update when it's coming out exactly, but they're going to discuss it more in greater detail with updates in September and October. And in terms of multiplayer, we have the free 30-tier battle pass along with new match XP beta. Match XP is like the primary way that you progress and level up your character in the multiplayer. Uh, Interestingly enough, I think um, they are adding some type of uh, covert one flag. It's basically two teams versus each other with unlimited active camel sidekicks and carbines. And it's just basically like an insanely fast capture the flag mode. It's actually this. So this was a this was a mod mode from um, Halo Two. Actually, right. it's actually the most fun because I don't know if they're doing it though. Because you're also supposed to. It basically turns it into tribes because mm. they get rid of floor grip. So you just bounce everywhere. You're you're not bouncing. You're sliding everywhere, <laughs> and it's just like, wait, this is great. That's fun. <laughs> what else they got? Uh, I know that there was the canceled um split screen they're scrapping split screen for now yeah that's fine and season three is coming new armor cores everything season three doesn't launch until march 7th of next year yep why are they announcing that now 
Um, they're announcing it now because it ties into the competitive season. Oh, for the for Halo World the online yeah. World Championships. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's why, because it ties it ties into that. So it's mm. like, hey, if you want to if you want to get in, you your teams and everything have to be set by basically this date. Okay. Uh, speaking of shooters, we're gonna jump into a little bit of Activision news with Call of Duty and Overwatch. Yeah. Um, basically, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and Diablo are coming to Games Plus, uh, which was announced by Phil Spencer today in the morning. Um, so that's cool. Now, we all know that there's that Activision Blizzard. So, the re- so apparently everyone's on. sitting here thinking that, oh, because he's announced this, the Activision merger is now dead because of the UK. I'm like, the UK is... No one else is arguing against this, just no. the UK. And the thing is, the UK is... Uh, just to catch people up, um, what's been happening with this particular uh, investigation. Um, trying to explain this as best as possible for people who don't understand all the legal speak. Um, because of the merger, the mergers have to be are basically approved on like a territory by territory basis. So yeah. the U.S. has the um, the the F the FCC. Yeah. Uh, UK has their own body. The Asian markets have their own body. And well, it used to be the EU. Right. But because of Brexit, now the UK gets to be their own little thing because they got kicked out, which is funny. Uh, basically, basically, what's happening and the holdup is in the, in the UK market is uh, there was an investigation done and they feel that the proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard um, brings up competition concerns. I get it. I get the argument. Yeah. My counter argument is Apex Legends. So the counter argument is there are a lot of games that are shooters in yes. that same market. Yeah. Counter-Strike. My thing <laughs> against that, though, is yes, they exist. But those games don't sell. Like, they're just accessible. They're free-to-play yeah. games. Call of Duty sells. And... Uh, their idea of the market I mean, Battlefield is, sold, but it did poorly. It did poorly. <laughs> so their idea is that Call of Duty, which has been this multi-platform, multi-million dollar selling yeah. franchise, uh, by putting it on just one, um, they feel that their, their concern is Let's, the exclusivity behind it. True. Which, my counter argument to that is, Microsoft isn't stupid. Of course not. Like, everyone's worried about, oh, but Star, like, because they said Starfield's coming only to the Xbox and Game Pass platform and PC first. I'm like, yes. I'll wait for six months. Yeah. And then they're going to look at Sony and be like, here you go. Yeah. Give us more money now. So, <laughs> they're not dumb. Microsoft is not dumb because with deals like this, the publishing agreements that you can make for these games becomes that much more lucrative. It's essentially free money for them yeah. to be like, okay, we're just going to publish it on our thing. We're going to give it away on Games Pass. We'll throw it on the Microsoft Store for Windows or whatever. No, it's going to Steam. It's coming back to Steam. Yeah. <laughs> and then at, so- at any point where they feel like, okay, the sales are kind of dwindling. Do we want to push this more? Here you go, Sony. Yeah. Have fun. So like, it'll if at best, most of these games are probably going to be like timed exclusives. Do I feel like some of them are just going to be wholly exclusive to the Microsoft family? Most likely. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't think we're going to see a port of World of Warcraft to a Sony system. Let's be honest. No, that's not. We're not going to see StarCraft. port. But I think with something like Call of Duty, Microsoft would be insane. To make it exclusive. To make it exclusive. And what I do think is we might get some exclusive skins. Like a Halo-themed skin or something like that. There might be something silly like that. Yeah. That's fine. Unlike, uh, we spoke about this before when we were talking about it, uh, the Hogwarts game. The Even Hogwarts it, Legacy? Yeah, yeah, it has, it's one of the weirdest things I've, I've seen. I'm like, why does this exist in this day and age? It's a multi-platform game. It's coming That's out right. on everything. It, it has and it has, it has Sony a- PlayStation 5. Or no, there's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, exclusive quest. That's it. Entire quest line. Like, a whole two hours of content just for the PlayStation 5. And I'm like, why? As if, have you seen how the pre-order for that thing is? No, I have not. Because at it. I, I, I've on only paid attention to like the actual development they, they, of the game. They did what, um, what Sony did for um, 
You know how they did the different versions? Right. And then some versions came with like, yeah, but this doesn't come with the game. But it comes with a steel book that doesn't have the game in it. Okay. Like what they did for um, Horizon Zero Dawn. And God of War. And God of War. Yeah. They kind of did that, but across different console versions. And I'm like, so wait, how do you get everything? You don't. You have to really have to buy multiple. <laughs> I, I hate that companies are doing that where they're like, here's this awesome Just special edition. Listen. It's going to be like $260. Do I get the game? No. no. And it's like, what's the point? Right. Like, why am I spending it? Like, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm getting all this really cool. But the thing I want is the game. The thing I want is the game with this stuff. <laughs> What am I going to do? I like, okay, I get Hogwarts Legacy. It comes with this fancy book. It has the magnetic wand that spins on top of it. Yeah, that's cool. And that's cool and all, but why is the game not included? <laughs> what? <laughs> why? Like, if you wanted to sell me a Hogwarts Legacy-like statue, then just sell a statue. Don't call it a pre-order. Sell the statue. <laughs> sell the, and don't tie DLC to it. That's the worst. Like, there's the other DLC ties. Like, wait, so to collect all the DLC, you have to every version. No, no, not really. Eventually, it'll come to, the, like, everything. No, 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 there's, like, pre-order bonus DLCs. That yeah, and those coming, things yeah. will eventually, eventually come out. Yeah. But I think, like, the place, for the two hours of extra content, it's like, oh, but I don't have a PlayStation 5, but when I eventually get one, I gotta buy the game twice. So dumb. Do, so do, do we really care though? No, but like there are people who are completionists and also for archival reasons. That's a pain in the butt. And you know that I care about archival reasons. I guess. <laughs> I, I, I honestly just don't see the, the big deal behind it. It's a, it look, it, it's a, I know it's a tiny hill for me to die on, but it's just... <laughs> It's, it, very it, small. It's, it's like an ant farm hill. It's really it small. really is small, but like ant farms can be very huge, by the way. Well, yeah, um, but, but like compared to the size of the average human. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, no, it's just something that just, it just gets under my skin because it's like, why? Because money. Why? Yeah. And that, that's the only reason why. It's, it's Mr. Krabs going, I like money. It's like, that's why <laughs> actually one of my biggest irks with Destiny 1 when there were certain weapons. When, when PlayStation had like exclusive weapons for like a year. Yeah, yeah. And then those weapons were actually the meta for multiplayer. Sometimes they were. Yes. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that's not good for the health of the game. Don't tell Sony that. I know. Don't tell Sony <laughs> that. <laughs> Which now, now we don't have that problem because like Bungie's. Because Sony now is, owns Bungie. Yeah. But Bungie is going to operate on its own and they don't have to listen to Sony. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> we'll take away your publishing rights. It's like, but we published our game ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't care. Uh, speaking of PlayStation, we got some PlayStation news here. Uh, we got some uh, upcoming with the uh, PlayStation what? Plus Essential things. Uh, September's game lineup uh, is looking pretty nice. We got Need for Speed Heat. <laughs> we got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Okay, that's a good game. And Tome, which is a little artsy fartsy game for. Uh, September, uh, but the big things that are coming to um, the catalog, if you have the Plus Extra and Premium, we have Alex Kidd and Miracle World coming to PlayStation, Assassin's Creed Origins, Chick Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Deathloop, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, The Monster Energy Supercross, what? Rabbit Invasion, the interactive TV show, Rayman Legends, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Spiritfarer, and Watch Dogs 2. We got Siphon Filter 2 coming to the PlayStation Classics. And one of the best games of all time, all the games in the collection, Sly Cooper, all four games, plus the Bentley's Backpack spinoff. All of them are coming to the PlayStation Plus Essential. And then uh, we don't care about the PSP games, so I'm not even going to bother mentioning Wait, them. No, no. No, Kingdom no. This is a good PSP no, game. No, it's not. Don't lie to yourself. Why are you lying to yourself? There are very well, you few. There are few, few, few PSP games that are good. <laughs> like over Sly Cooper. Oh no, I'm not saying over Sly Cooper. I'm just saying <laughs> that's a that's a good choice for a PSP game. I don't care about Toy Story three, but no that's a does. good choice of a PSP game. It kind of is, maybe. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the game that everyone wants is the Metal Gear Solid game, right? But we all know we're not getting that. We're not going to get it. 
Um, it's funny, though, that uh, Konami has recently been in the news because they're saying that they're going to bring back a lot of their franchises. Um, and one of the things that's going to be coming uh, two weeks from now is the Tokyo Game Show. And Konami yes. is actually going to be at the Tokyo Game Show. With Pachinko Machines. No, they're not, because they're actually announcing a new game in a world-loved series. That announcement, however, was done by a voice actor who has voiced uh, two of the main characters in the Sukuden series. So gonna, a I'm lot of people think that Konami is actually going to announce a new game in the Sukuden series. I'm going to laugh if it's a debate and it's a DDR game. <laughs> Why you gotta do that to me, man? Because you know they would do that. What you gotta hurt my feelings for? It's probably gonna be a remaster first. Honestly. It's most likely a remaster or something. Yeah, it'll be fine. I, I just, I just want them to like. I, I actually genuinely want an at-home another version of DDR. I think, I think it's time for that series to return back to the home consoles. Oh, you're not happy with Just Dance? No. I am not just happy. I am you not. You want happy arrows with just and stomping on the floor? Okay. <laughs> I want like I like I want you to go make me out, go out and buy like arcade hardware again for my console. <laughs> I want to annoy my neighbors downstairs. They're terrible. <laughs> um, I want a shipping bill of a thousand dollars because the thing weighs like five hundred pounds. Yeah. I'm just glad like Konami was like finally moving beyond like pachinko and hey, hey. forcing Yu-Gi-Oh down P- everyone's pachinko throat. Pachinko makes a lot of money. It really does, but that's <laughs> in Japan, but we know Konami for some of the best and most revered gaming franchises of all time. We're talking Castlevania, Contra, Gradius, like... You've got a Gradius game recently, actually. Was there one? Yes, it was released on the Switch and PC. Damn. They just stealth-release these, by the way, on the Switch and PC all the time, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, cool. Alright, Ivy, I'll catch you later. Um. Yeah, I want I want a new Sunset Riders. I want another Boktai. Yeah. Supposedly they're gonna re-release or remaster the Metal Gear games. I heard that that's been like a rumor that's floating around. That's been this. a rumor going around since like. But it's been picking up Phantom a lot more Pain. steam now. Yeah. But I think it's been it's been picking up a lot more steam now. So maybe there's going to be like a more of a remastered collection kind of thing. I think what they'll do is they'll do a Metal Gear collection, mm-hmm. like a story design collection. Because if you just do a collection in the oh god, that's a lot of digital stuff. It is a lot of digital stuff. But I have a feeling that Konami has been wanting to release these on other consoles that not Sony. Yeah, like they've been wanting to like you like. You could tell it's just like we kind of want to release this on like maybe the Xbox because we know we can make money there. Mm-hmm. But um, Sony keeps giving us money not to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that works out sometimes. Uh, sticking with the Sony news, we have uh, another acquisition. Not so much a big ac- acquisition, uh, but both Tencent and Sony. I wouldn't say it's an acquisition. I mean, it's a large portion of the company. It's stock. Stock. So Tencent and Sony uh, collectively together have acquired about 30% of From Software, the developers of Elden Ring and the, the Dark Souls. The developers of Dark Souls, yes. the genre, the game, the movie. <laughs> uh, so that's a pretty, pretty decent-sized share of an entire company. Give me another mech game. You want another Armored Core? I want another Armored Core. Or another Chrome Hounds. Give me a Chrome Hounds too. <laughs> um, I don't know what this means for like the future of From Software, considering that like Sony is not like a large investor. What I think what it means is that I think Sony is like we want to double down on this because I think they realize they it. Sony has to make a choice: do they buy this or they buy Square Enix? And now that Square Enix sold everything that's not Final Fantasy, I think they just go with this. <laughs> just buy out From Software. <laughs> The crazy part is, though, in my opinion, do you know the story about Dark Souls, uh, Demon Souls? When, when they went to when they went to go show, they they lied to the entire like C level board of from software because the main director played through the game is like, oh god, this is terrible. This is legitimately a disaster of a game, and so he lies like, yeah, we made a very difficult game to challenge people. He just bullface lied. 
Hey, look what it got him. I look, I look where it got him. <laughs> it was like a straight, like he came out, I was like, yeah, I straight up lied because I knew it was a terrible game. Like we knew that it was, it, like control scheme was garbage. The game was legitimately garbage. And we just said, yeah, we made a very difficult game to reference like back in the old day of Nintendo. <laughs> where you had to go like actually buy guides and stuff. So much has changed over the years. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, we like this. And it's just like, what? It was a happy accident. It was, a happy, it was not happy. <laughs> My dude literally thought he was going to get fired. <laughs> and in other acquisitions, the Detroit Become Human developer Quantic Dream was recently acquired by NetEase Games, which is really weird. Oh, yeah. NetEase is Chinese. I thought it was South Korean. Yeah, NetEase is a Chinese uh, company. I'm the Nexon. Nexon. Maybe? Nexon is South Korean. I'm just wondering why they went after Quantic Dream. Of all the companies to go after, why Quantic Dream? They have really good facial recognition software. Do you not remember how they did? What's it called? I really hate to put it that way, but... Like, do you remember how, how good Detroit Humans' facial reactions was? Yes. Like... Like, quite literally, I sat there, I was like, oh, you did the thing that L.A. Noir was supposed to do, but better. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting thing, because I guess they want to use that technology for, like, their... Other stuff, yeah. On their games, like... I mean, games. NetEase mostly puts out a bunch of, like, MMOs and stuff like that. A lot of mobile games, too, right? Yeah. But they're also in development of Star Wars Eclipse. Free Rain. Yeah. It's an interesting acquisition. I'm just not sure what it means for like. I really like Heavy Rain. I think I'm one of the few people who really enjoyed that game. Yeah. <laughs> Been a lot of acquisitions. Yeah. Meanwhile, Embracer Group over here. <laughs> Embracer Group over here just revitalizing dead genres. Like, hey, hey, here's all these RTS games. Have fun. I'm sitting here, like, cool. Stop buying things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for them to be like, hey, here's Lord of the Rings, the RTS. I hate you. <laughs> That's right. They have the Lord of the Rings franchise. <laughs> they, they, I want to know. It's just like they they literally walked up both. In all honesty, I fully expected Peter Jackson to own that of all people. And it's like, no, they just walked up to the family like, here's money. Sure. <laughs> and Peter Jackson didn't buy it? He probably didn't want to deal with the headache. <laughs> Now Embracer Group has it, along with like half of the gaming industry. More than half, I think, actually. Just about. Um, oh, there was that, that rumor that Amazon was going to supposedly buy. I loved how that started. I, I remember how that, because like, it was like a, a news clip tweeted by like some insider or something. Some then, insider said that Amazon, I think here's what happened. I think Amazon approached EA, EA turned them down. I genuinely believe that. You think that's what happened? I genuinely believe EA said, no, we're good where we are. Right. Because no one wants to be bought by Amazon right now in, in the gaming space. Let, let's be honest. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, like EA is evil, but EA is not that evil. I mean, they've gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, I think that's what happened. But someone probably thought like, oh, it's it's they probably thought of old EA. And it's like, yeah, EA will do anything for money. No, they won't. They won't sell themselves for money. I'll tell you that much. Very much so. (laughs) You know what company probably will sell itself for money? Ubisoft. So next week, uh, I think it's September 10th, Ubisoft is going to have the Ubisoft Forward. And thanks to the the pressure of leaks, they (laughs) were forced to announce the existence of the next Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Which is uh, today's We're going image. back to the Middle East. We're going back to the Middle East. No, no, no. What you're telling me is, no, no, no. This is, this is just a cover story. It's all just been one giant cycle, isn't it? This is just a new Prince of Persia game. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, For those of you who don't know, the original Assassin's Creed game was actually originally built as a Prince of Persia game. But then they killed that franchise and made Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So it's only fitting... That Assassin's Creed dies for a new Prince of Persia game. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not wrong. I'm still waiting for that Sands of Time remake. 
They have like one dude in a basement locked to the, to like the desk, probably doing yeah, that. Yeah, and then like that's also. And as sad as a joke that is, after all the accuracy, that actually may be true. So it's funny because we've made this joke before on the podcast how for Beyond Good and Evil Two they probably have Michael. Uh, they Mich- probably Michelle, sell buddies. Actually, they have Michelle Ansel like tied to a desk with a ball and chain and a gun in his head as he works on Beyond Good and Evil. Part the only two. dev working on it, by the way, yeah, and it's just him. And that's what I feel like they probably did the same thing to Prince of Persia remake. Like after all the accusations, like accusations about how terrible it is to work at Ubisoft. I genuinely want to make sure, like, hey, are these people okay? Like, has someone filed a missing persons report for them? Like, like, <laughs> like, honestly, I used to make, like, at least Konami would let Kojima out to what? do things. So, to use the bathroom, that's about it. Um, but Assassin's Creed Mirage is set to go back to the Middle East, taking place in Baghdad this time around. It's going to follow, it's rumored to follow the character Basim who was featured and mentioned in the recent Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, so it's I've, it's the next one chronologically as they go back around. So do we go back to the Templars? Uh, we've been, the Templars have been around. Like, they've been in every game. Listen, when, when they killed off, what's his name? Desmond. Desmond. That's kind of when I stopped. I, genuinely in, I was genuinely invested in Desmond's story. I was too, and then they killed him off. And then I was like, I don't like this franchise anymore. Thankfully, we got Black Flag, the best, the best one. Yeah, Black Flag was really good. Um, but aside from that, uh, other games of note that are going to be shown at this particular, um, this particular um, Ubisoft right. event, uh, they're going to be talking more about um, Skull and Bones, their pirate ship game that they have coming out. You mean the game that's been in development since For like a while. ever? Um. There's a lot of games that they have talked about developing. Maybe we'll see some more information on that. Uh, most notably, they are working on the um, the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game. They did say that they're working on an open world Star Wars game as well. So maybe we'll finally hear some information. Okay, first off, hold on. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Ubisoft games are not open world games. They are hub world games that masquerade. As overworld games. Yes. They're one long fetch quest. I do not want a Star Wars fetch <laughs> quest. Um, they do have some updates coming out for their current online games. We know that there's probably something new for Rainbow Six Siege coming out. Cool. Uh, For Honor is going to get updates. All right. Uh, their most recent release, Roller Champions, uh, should be coming out soon, I think. Yeah, I think so. Who knows? But I'm really just hoping for more and, Beyond and Good. And, for the, and nothing about The Division 2. No, of course They not. announced a whole TV show, a whole movie. And a mobile game. And a mobile game. But still no updates to The Division 2. Well, there are updates now for The Division 2. They're coming out now in September. We're in September. Yeah. So the updates are dropping now. Maybe they'll mention them again and be like, hey, by the way, we have this. This exists. Um, I'm just wondering if we're finally going to get Beyond Good and Evil 2 news. Like, I, No. We've been waiting for this game for like years now. Isn't it exclusive to Nintendo as well? No, it's going to be. A it mobile. was only shown during a Nintendo Direct, though, if you remember. No, it's been shown on everything. No, I remember it being. I remember it like shown on a Nintendo Direct for some well, weird reason. Uh, when the original Beyond Good and Evil was yeah, showcased, yeah, yeah. it was showcased during a Nintendo uh, E3 type uh, thing. Yeah. But it was always going to be a multi-platform thing. Um, you should play it on a Nintendo system. <laughs> <laughs> It's only fitting. I guess so. You know, I'm just, I, I, I get tired of how Ubisoft designs open world games because like all their games are literally the same. Hub worlds. They are like, hub worlds. You have Assassin's Creed, the Ghost Recon franchise. You have, um. Wait, Ghost Recon's not that. Far Cry. Yeah, Ghost Recon's now an open world game. You played Wildlands or Breakpoint, the last two ones. Those I are stopped the- playing it. Siege, because that was the last good Rainbow Six game. Oh well, this Ghost Recon is different from Rainbow Six. Oh right, right, right. Ghost Recon. Oh mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah. No wait. What was the? Was it a Ghost Recon game that was the Alien one, or is that? No, that's also that's Rainbow Siege. Six. That was a, that was Rainbow Six Extraction. Yes. So Ghost Recon used to be like a third-person action adventure series. If you remember Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare and Warfare yes. Two on the like the those original. Were those were great, and those are better than Call of Duty, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, then they just turned them into like open world. Things. 
alongside Far Cry. At least Far Cry like tries to give you a message. About, Sometimes, about, yeah. <laughs> I just I think they just need to move beyond what they do as open world games because like that's that that style of open world game is just becoming archaic. It's not fun. And they need to do better. You need to do a just cause like open world game. Just make everything destructible. Let me nuke the whole map. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we have the Ubisoft forward next week. Um, the week after that is the Tokyo Game Show, which is going to have a lot of announcements. Too many to name. Because uh, the Japanese market, they're always going to announce games that are coming out for Japan. But a lot of them we know are going to come out to the States at some point. Um there is supposedly rumors that we're going to have a Nintendo Direct this month as well as a Sony showcase at some point. Yeah, so, so those rumors have been interesting because at least for the Nintendo one, it's from someone who's basically been, I'd say, 95% correct. correct about every single thing that they've said. Yes. So it's like, okay, there's rumors of, of GameCube being announced, like remakes of GameCube games. So what I've heard is that there's going to be switch ports of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Fair. What I've also heard, though, is that for Metroid Prime 4, we're getting the Metroid Prime trilogy to switch. I feel like that should happen. Like, like that should just be a thing. That just should just be a thing in general. Yeah. Um, I think that's also smart because it's marketing smart. Yeah. Um, but I've also heard of like, hey, we're going to remake some... GameCube games, and everyone's thinking, oh, they're going to remake Melee. No, they're not going to remake Melee. Let the game die. <laughs> they're going to remake F-Zero. <laughs> it's interesting it makes the most sense because we heard the hard, we heard about the arcade questions. Yeah, so it makes, it makes sense because they recently acquisitioned our, our arcade company. Yeah. And an arcade company. So it's um, like, wait, why are you buying an arcade company? I know you, you contract out Mario Kart to to Bandai. I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll get an F-Zero port. F-Zero port makes the most sense. I, I would be perfectly fine with a I think everyone would port. actually. Like, everyone would just be like, F-Zero on the go? Let's go. Like, literally, I think that would be... the. Everyone's like, but what about a new game? It's like, listen, I don't think they can top this one. No. And they know they can't top it. <laughs> They've said it multiple times. They're like, listen, we wrote ourselves into a corner. We made literally the dream team of development. Yeah. Um, you're just going to get a port. Sorry. <laughs> I'll be fine with it. I will gladly fine. throw money at a Switch port of F-Zero Perfectly games. fine with that. I'd be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> I'd be a, more than 100%. Like, I would I'm, just be glad to have F-Zero on my Switch. Yeah. Like, I want... I. This is probably... The, I'm only the only person in the world who wants this. I would like a uh, Star Fox Adventure uh, port. I am the only person in the world who probably wants that. No, I'm not leaving. That game had some of the greatest voice acting ever. No. <laughs> it had some of the greatest voice acting ever. That game was not. Oh, no, I didn't say it was a good game. It's just a very memorable Wasn't that game. One, that was supposed to be like some dinosaur planet thing from Rare, and then they swapped it over to... Uh... So they had a bunch of assets. Um, it was supposed to be a Star Fox game. The Dinosaur Planet was only supposed to be one part of the game. Okay. What ended up happening was... they. It, it, it's weird because they actually wrote a whole trilogy of games. Uh -huh. And then they saw that everyone beat Star Wars into the ground during that time period. Don't tell me I'm wrong. They beat Star Wars into the ground during the GameCube PS2 era. They really did. And Nintendo panicked. So they decided to scrap the entire trilogy thing because it was supposed to be almost Star Wars-esque in terms of. And we saw some of the, the notes of it in um, the DS game and in um, what's it called as well? Uh, in the Wii U game. So, and Assault. So, reality is Star Fox is a very difficult game for them to deal with because they accidentally merged two universes together. <laughs> F-Zero, for those of you who don't know, F-Zero and Star Fox take place in the same universe. Yes. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, but this, is the, this is the exciting time period. We were fresh off of Gamescom last week. 
Tokyo Game Show next week, and then we get to deal with the gamut of releases for September, October, and November. Another three. Yeah, that's very soon. And I love the fact that Platinum Games getting uh, yelled at by by everyone's like, "How dare you put the adult like themed stuff on on the Switch, the kids console?" And Platinum Games is like Nintendo asked for that specifically. If you have a problem with it? Go take it up with Nintendo. Yes. Y'all ever go through the y'all ever go through the Nintendo eShop? Mahjong porn game. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> They're everywhere. You play Mahjong, you get a picture of a naked girl. All I'm gonna say. And they're like a dollar for each game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. And I know it's early, but I think we're gonna call it today because uh, that's all the news that we actually care about. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more gaming news. And then the week after is Tokyo Game Show. We'll figure it out. Next, next week is 200. Next week is episode 200. Do something special. We should all want the games that we absolutely hate. <laughs> we'll figure it out, but pay, pay attention to our socials. Unbridled hatred of games. <laughs> want to keep the conversation going, you can do so over at our Discord. I don't think my son was on today, so if anyone, I, I can, you want to do exclamation? I think, I think Neil Ivan's back. Maybe. I don't know. I, I guess I'll do it. You can check out our Discord, our website, and all our other awesome links. I'm very tired. <laughs> Merch. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we got our links in the chat there for you to help support us, uh, especially our sponsor, Image Anime. You can check out imageanime.com and use our promo code DiscountShip. Uh, to save on free ground shipping on all orders over a hundred dollars. No. Um, yeah, stick around though because we have RJ and Joel coming up with uh, some more great Ace Attorney as they continue the giant quest log of cases that are in that game. Yeah, stick around because uh, we got more gaming news coming to you next week with episode two hundred of the Decode Podcast. But as always. Until next time, you've been decoded.